Good evening, everyone. Kia ora, namaskar, and greetings. Joshna here. Thank you so much for joining me. Tonight I asked Shivani to come and speak to us about her experience of the Kirtan Academy course, also her background. Tell us a little bit about your background. Okay, so I'm third generation Indian, born in South Africa, which means my my actually my one grandfather he was born in South Africa in India, hmm. uh, UP. And funny enough, Baba had said to my when my father had PC with him, Baba said, "Oh, we've come from Mathura wow. and Ayodhya." So my mom's family is from Mathura. My father's side is from Ayodhya. So these are the Krishna, yeah, um, Gopis world yeah i guess and when we when i was growing up they did all the krishna prayers so mm. they do the five fruit fast and this was in south africa and they would give jal which is a water on these tulsi plants and so there it was a system of the practices that they had and the rituals that they had and growing up with the bhagavad-gita you know constantly mm. going on and going to prayers and stuff like that so that that was all my upbringing, and we'd hear Kirtan going on. And one of my my second cousins, he Swami, I guess. And my my actually my grandfather, they used to call him Sadhu, which means like mm. a Swami, yeah. Because yeah. um, they come from Brahmin family, so they they have all those things. But mm. they, yeah. Mm. <laughs> and you were saying something yeah, so, before about South Africa being being that it's away from India, really hanging on, really holding tightly to the traditions. Yeah, especially when you break or when you when you when you come away from your your core culture and then you move outside of India, mm. uh, you follow the culture more because you don't want to lose it. Yeah, and you want to give it to your children and you want to give it to their children. And so, I spoke in English, which my grandparents spoke in Hindi. Mm. Somehow we communicated. But my 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 grandfather, who was a, a seven year old born in when he came to South Africa, he didn't speak to me in in, in English. He he spoke in Hindi, so my my mom would have to translate. And um, and I asked him many many questions actually because I was very intrigued about one of the assignments I had. So I had to go back to how did the boat people come. Uh, or come to to South Africa. So I asked him many questions, and he was like, "Who's this little girl? She has such big questions." <laughs> <laughs> did you? And did everything you... that came out of his mouth was always in joke, <laughs> in laugh. But yeah. did they come? Your ancestors come over from India to work in South Africa, or what was the reason? Do you know? Some so I they don't... were told. They were told that they were going to give, be given land and then that would yeah, be theirs. I heard that. Um, but they were told they were given land and it would be theirs and to slave for it. So they didn't know that. And then they had to work for it. Uh, and they were given land, but that land had to be divided later to many of the kids and kid, their kids. So they not ended up like with a little piece of land. But, mm. yeah, they had to be basically slaves for whoever they worked for. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I know I have a I have an experience of that with a student of mine actually who family were actually kidnapped. They were taken on a boat thinking that they were going to the other side of India and ended up in Fiji. And they, they uh -huh. had to work for five years before they were able to go back to India or something. And m many of them by that time decided to stay. But yeah, it was it was it was bad. It was heavy. 
It was tragic, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, it is tragic because they have had no, we don't know where our ancestors are. We have no idea. Yeah. Even our last name, Lucken. What is a Lucken? Like, there is not such thing as a Lucken, L U C K A N. Wow. Like, where did that come from? Maybe it was Lakshman. Maybe it was, who knows? But yeah, lost in translation somewhere. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just wanting to sh wanted to share when we were talking about our experiences. Um, yeah, growing up with the Pajans and the Kirtans playing, and I think I was one of the little kids who would make. I don't know if I wanted to impress or be really good with my grandparents because I just was always with them because uh, they prayed. Or I think maybe it was my internal like past lives that just was drawn to it mm, because yeah. I'd be the only kid sitting yes, there and just exactly. like enjoying with them. I didn't understand what yes. they were saying because they were all in Hindi and they would be saying the Ramayana and I'd be like listening in. It was really mm, interesting. Mm, yeah, uh, I didn't understand it, but I could feel it. Mm. I went by feeling. Yeah. And I never understood Hindi at that time. Mm. Uh, I, didn't, I used to understand what they trying to say, but I used to make it up in my head, oh, this is what they're saying. Like, mm. and we, I used to go with my grandmother to the prayers, and we had a lot of music in our home. My grandfather used to play harmonium. Um, my uncle played the tabla and sitar. Mm. My father played harmonium. Yeah. My father, um, other family, a big, big daddy and his family. So they played a lot and they used to do stage performances and they used to play for weddings and mm. they used to also include Sangeet and, and a lot of Krishna influence. And when I studied music only for a year with my guru, uh, I, I chose by, I didn't know, he asked me, do you want Shiva or Krishna and what influences? And Because he knew I wanted to do Kirtan. And then, uh, and 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 he he kind of figured it would be Krishna or Shiva, and he asked me which one would you like, and I said Krishna, even though I had such a strong some attraction to Shiva, but I, the music, I just said Krishna. Yeah. And, so you were um, saying before about the, you saying before about the combination of of Western and Eastern music, and Tivin, you wanted to say something about how Indians perceive Western music. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's, it's only from my experience and my generalizations, I should say, but I really shouldn't generalize because I don't know all Indians, but the ones that I do have had contact with. I think that, yeah, I love classical Indian music. Um, I love to study, I love to sing it, and it's beautiful. And you can, I can really get into this, the higher states with that kind of music. But also, like, I, I noticed that in my journey that there's a lot of Indian people that think that we are, f we as in me now, I'm including myself as Indian. I also include myself as West, so I'm a little bit here and there. Born in South Africa as Indian, you're not, you're not South African, like in South Africa, you're kind of like regarded Indian yeah. and you're like outcasted in no yeah. matter what you are because yeah. Indians are outcasted, the whites are outcasted, the mm. blacks are outcasted, the mixed is outcasted. So in there, nobody like everyone's one because yeah. nobody fits in, so everyone's one. And you come to Australia, and I've got this deep South African Indian accent, and people, and I look Indian, so people think, "Who is she? What is she?" Because her accent doesn't 
And now I've got the Australian accent mixed <laughs> with all of that. And then when I lived in India for a year, my Indian accent accentuated more. And now I'm back here and I'm I'm with a, a beautiful Irishman. So maybe some Irish is going to be kind of Because <laughs> I pick up here and there. Um, so my background is very mixed. And in the culture, if you understand the culture, was um, the South African culture, which is very liberal and liberated in their mindset. And the Indian part of that would be like, oh, we've got to keep our culture because we've got that beautiful, rich culture from India, and that's our root. And African culture is very rich as well. So you had mix. Um, and, and the mindset behind that was very open, open to other people's cultures and be, the way they live their life, their lifestyles. So South Africa is very open and very strong because you pick up the good things from different cultures. And when you come to Australia, mm. the mindset of the, and I notice in more in my adult life that the, from also living in India for a year, oh, six months, um, it's mindset quite different in India. They're very patriotic that, oh, Indians are the best. <laughs> Indians are the, <laughs> the, we're more spiritually elevated and we're more cultured. And, yeah, but, you know, a lot of Indians, they don't follow the culture. Most of them don't, they eat meat as well. So they don't follow that, that deep, deep culture. And the music there is very Bollywood and that's very Western. Mm -hmm. The girls are wearing mini skirts and all that. So, yeah. They're trying to be very Western. And in the West, we're trying to be very Eastern now, like I noticed that. And and they're trying to adopt all these and they see the beauty in in the in the the mystical sciences. And I and I do not feel that one is superior than the other. I feel that that, you know, in the West we're not so judgmental. And in the East we are very judgmental because we have and and I think the word might be discrimination in okay, what is good, what is bad. In identifying mm, what yeah. what is good for us in that, mm. and the judgment is there, mm. and but then we start seeing when we have judgment. Judgment is very good to in which way you use it, but another way is people judge. Oh, I'm better than you. Mm. Like that negative way of judging. Yeah. Yes, and I think that is a lot. Um, or oh, I'm a doctor, or oh, I'm a janitor. Like. People yes. judging status and that's yeah. very heavy in the Indian culture. Yeah. So um, when you're in your spiritual life, that comes across too. Like I'm more spiritual than you are. You know that kind of thing Absolutely. also happens. And just because you're doing all the prayers and you're doing and it's for show and a lot of this stuff is for show, it's more internalization. And in the West, we're more internalized. So we internalize that. We don't do it for sure. We don't. We don't really care what other people think. Like we do it for ourselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's not so much for sure. It's just for what is going on inside. And and we are open enough to say, hey, you know, I stuffed up here, or this kirtan is better. I love that person's kirtan. But I find that in the in the east, and I'm not bagging the east. I mean, we do, they do have some really amazing things, and the culture is beautiful. Some things are not beautiful, like, you know, women being so suppressed and all of that. Yeah. But I think shift in our spirituality, because all of that, what I just spoke about, is about our spirituality and seeing everybody as one. And I think that in the, there is a great deep culture or the de great deep 
spiritual science. We would see some Buddhists go into like they would fall down. But yeah. like, oh, what, yes. what, what happened? So you would really go into these higher levels of yes. this trance, or it was really you get used to that. Yes, and you can feel the vibration that something's happened. Like you can feel the feel it, and you know if that happens to you. You know, you will know how to duplicate or replicate that again so you can get that feeling again and use that even if you are with somebody who is higher or you feel of a higher consciousness at that particular time because, you know, we are all human. At some points we are at a higher level. At some points we're really negative. Um, when when you feel that somebody and everyone's raising and everyone brings each other, the positive microvita is elevating the room or everybody in the room. And everything in the room, like plants and animals, furniture, and our instruments, because yes. all of that. Yes. Shivani, I just want to ask a question, like you're talking about this judgmental side, the negative judgmental side. Do you think that comes from this, from the deep-rooted casteism that's present? In the caste life? system? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because then you got your status from there and you had to always be a higher ranking so then you feel superior and you can you're looked upon as more actually the brahmins were the ones who were like the kind of higher caste and the yeah and the spiritual caste yes. and people don't know that they are i move away from that because that gives me an inflated ego and i don't think that's healthy for my spiritual right. life it might be somebody else's need for, oh, where are you in the caste system? So they ask you, where, what job do you do? So I can find out where in the caste system you are. Like, that's just ridiculous. And that's the ego playing mm. games at us. It's not important. I think at the end of the day, our spirituality is more important. I think that the people in the West are more open to the change yeah. and away from the dogma because mm. in so deep ingrained into us, in the east that it's become a ritual it's become a dogma there are certain things that we do that are really great but it's come from and it might be seen as dogma like um say let's just say when i go to a funeral and i come back in the eastern way we would throw water across us and would do like they would spit or get rid and getting the energies really and yeah. they just do it as a dogma. Oh, we've got to do this. We don't know why, but it's getting rid of all the bad souls. Yeah, but it's water, if you know, has all that uh, electrons through it. And you're getting rid of all that energy that you brought mm. back from this, mm. from a funeral. Mm. And uh, and so that's what they do, mm. you know. Mm. Like we look at it as dogma, but then there's certain things in it that we do mm. that um, it's not dogma. There's a the scientific so reason for it. Yes. Yes. And you know, as long as the difference is, Baba said, do not do dogma. But if you know why you're doing something Mm. and you have the reason and you know with that intention or that ideation, the ideation of it, then it's not a dogma. Mm. Then because you know that you're saying that this Ketan course has actually given you some ideas for your own work, your own spiritual work. Tell us about that. Okay, background uh, is I help women get out of deviant um, domestic violence. Yes. And I'm helping and, and, and abuse, if that's a simple word. Um, 
So I help women get out of their abusive relationships by helping them empower themselves mm -hmm. and feel confident mm -hmm. and also know the escape plan. And, uh, and I used neuro-linguistic programming techniques and hypnotherapy as mm -hmm. well as timeline therapy, which is like past life regression, people mm -hmm. say, um, and also universal uh, freedom techniques. So these kind of to help people, and I noticed in my personal journey, because I've done a lot of work to get out of that mindset and to be really strong and heal myself and my kids, because I have experienced domestic violence in my personal life and I just needed to escape that and heal. So in my program, I have an eight-step power on program mm -hmm. it helps it's a, it get out of the cycle and it's um and one part of it i go through like who you are and 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 envisioning yourself in that other beautiful state and what you want your life your compelling future to be and then i go into the deeper mindset stuff so you're doing your physical and you're going to your mental more yeah and then we go to spiritual and getting into more the the physical psycho plane and doing that work, I, I incorporated yoga into it because the thyroid gland and a lot of women need that help physically. Yeah. The thyroid gland and then koshi, which is that dance which really empowers you, your mindset. And I included that, but I didn't include kirtan. Yet kirtan was this thing that kept me through and through and gave me the faith and the hope yeah. and yeah. gave me that positiveness and really lifted my spirits and. And also, Kirtan, because your chakras are all flowing and it opens up your chakras. And also the healing that happens at every chakra. When you sing Kirtan, because the vibration of the mantra, mantra is the transcending the mind. With this tantric practice, tantric is not the sexual way, tantra and tantric sex, because that's a very, very minute part of the tantric part. The Tantra is the transcending through transcending over the propensities, the tanmatras, mm. yeah. which is yeah. So I did not I did not put that in my in my piece. It's like I did not put it in that part of the program. And so Kirtan is going to be really core. Cool. And I'm really thinking, oh, maybe I should open now with Kirtan because I'm really into it. It's lovely, and you know, because we sing. Because we sing and I'm thinking, I was actually, no, I was going to add your background voice. I was going to get permission from you. Uh, your kirtans on there uh, as like a background music when people are walking in and coming in and just the subtle thing. But I didn't really think to teach them kirtan and explain kirtan no, and, awesome. and let them. Yeah, so thank you. This, this kirtan academy has just given me all the, that. It had that epiphany, what do you call it, breakthrough. Yeah. Hey, this is what I used. This is my core. Yeah. Why am I not sharing this core yeah. with them? I got to. Is it, I'm going to be judged? Is the Western world going to judge me? Is the Eastern world going to judge me that I'm incorporating all this stuff? And, you know, being a coach, well, we don't do this stuff. Well, hang on. I'm not a normal coach. You know, this is. <laughs> okay, I'm not a normal I'm not normal at all, at all. <laughs> <laughs> I totally relate to that. I know when I was going through that rock bottom period a couple of years ago, it's what got me through there. Like every night, every single night, I would do 
Avata Ketan. I do Ketan in six directions every night. And I've started doing it again recently as well. It's not to say not to do other things. No, I'm not saying that. No, but it certainly helps so immensely. It just really helps in a very subtle way. But deep. Yeah. And you connect your true self so much easier mm. than trying to do it on a mental plane yeah. and then trying to get a feeling that you don't really know that even existed. And I can imagine, I'm, I'm only talking about Kirtan from a, a person who is new and coming through because that's the feedback I get because I have no idea for a new, new person because I grew up with it. So yeah. it's some feedback from other people. Like they're like trying to get that feeling mm. and they don't know until you sing it and until you're in a place where other people are singing it and you feel yes, it. Exactly. You can explain what an orange tastes like. Until you taste the orange, you're never going to know. Yeah, that's really inspiring. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, people listening in would be um, really pleased to know that, you know, we're getting so much from, I mean, I've only I've only studied. I'm only a baby in music, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Uh, We're all learning. We're all, all learning. It's a lifetime people. thing, isn't it? There's people who are really experienced um, players in our group, and there's people who have never exactly. played music ever. And that that Joshna's program really goes really through right, taking you from right beginning, and you will not be bored. You will not be bored because you start thinking and incorporating your music from a spiritual place and also that a place that you might not have ever explored because we do, it, it is, music itself is spiritual, yeah. People come in and, and they would, I think a, more, a lot of people would have experienced it growing up, whether, you know, in a church or a mosque or yeah. a temple or wherever and or even heard it if they're not even exposed to any of that, heard it from the Hare Krishna singing on the street or somewhere, you know. Um, and I think it's really interesting with Joshna's program that you go so deep with your study. And I just love that stuff that you you do share. Um, and I know that you haven't shared everything because there's so much more that you, you're not, not giving. Because it's only a starting class, right? Because yeah. I think there's so much in your research that can be explored more. Like, yeah. you know, how you sit with so many rugs and then, from there, Baba has only given so many and, and so many more that's going to come. And and I, the message I think was that I, when we shared was from no matter which kirtans you do, not, not even only Babanam Kevlam, but any other um, space or other kirtan mantras or wherever you are in the world, like Hare Krishna mantras or any other chantings that you do, is that when you start, like I explained to you, like you had, like in in primary school, we learn the basics of how to how to play an instrument. Then you get like that's a novice. You're learning, and then you get to a, a space where oh, you know your stuff, and yeah, you might hit a few chords wrong, and then you go to an expert, and you know your stuff. You don't hit the chords wrong, and you just know this. And then you go to guru, <laughs> guru state where you're a master at this and you're teaching, you can teach other people all this other stuff that you know. And when you're a master and then you are alone with your instrument and you're playing, 
Yeah. And then you might say uh, so much. And then you get into this flow, rasa, you know, we're mm. talking about. And you get into rasa and you and you come up with something like your, mm. your, your, your fingers would go onto some other notes and you're like, oh, where did that go? What happened there? And, or you're like tuning in, you're so tuned in, switched on, and you're channeling and you're like, that sounds amazing. And you carry on for another 10 minutes. Yes. And you think, oh, where did this go? You can never share it with somebody else. Because they will not understand. But I was, I was mm. urging uh, Joshna to actually capture all of that. And then one day, all these new kind of elevated new rags that are coming out that we don't realize mm, no. that they're new. Yeah. And we, we just think it's something odd because it sounds like something random. It sounds something maybe even chaotic. Yeah. But capture it because mm. and, and record it. Because when we get all this chaotic things happening, like the Fibonacci, um, you know, we have the Fibonacci uh, diagram, like, you know, how they have, you know, the repetition of um, certain patterns. Yes. And it doesn't seem like it's anything. And then it, then it repeats. And that's like music. And then you repeat and you come back to the same chord and you're like, oh, my God, this is so fabulous. Yes. There was something in there. Yeah, and so please, my thing is that please record it, mm. keep it later because you don't know you'll collaborate with somebody else mm. and you'll find the systems that are in those pieces of music that are mm. coming up. Yeah, that those tones or that that rag that's coming, the set of musical notes that are coming up. It's not us. It's not us that are making this new music. It's it's coming from different source. It's coming from source. It's coming from different. Mm maybe beings, yeah. um, souls or a different microviter. But I'm but we're just channeling that into to this life and this physical body. The more spiritually elevated we are, then we can make sense of the new music that's come yeah. through. You know, many years ago we couldn't, like new music would come through. And now we are dissecting it and going, Oh yeah, this is great. But keep on doing the work because that's for mm. maybe 200 years down the track. The, um, they will understand better or, or the mindset mm. of most mm. people would mm. increase anyway. And it's not its not a linear scale because mm. our mindset is actually like exponentially. Mm. You can feel the spiritual energy that's just exponentially growing. Like who would have thought that yoga would be such a fad now? Like yeah, when I was doing exactly. it, I hide away from people so yeah. people wouldn't know that I was doing yoga. It's like such a hippie thing to do or yeah. such a – what are you doing? But now it's a fad, and I think that we have some gems that we need to explore and keep. Yeah, yeah, and and, and give it to other point. people. Co yeah, it's collaborate. A, it's it's a very very subtle idea, actually. Like I know what you mean. For example, I saw, of course, Baba created so many Prabhats and Geet from that level, and I also saw that this teacher Ashoka Daha was a tr famous Drupad singer in India. I was training with her for a while and. I saw her go into that path, actually, I saw her. She'd be singing and improvising on a rag, and then mm. and then she'd be she'd be somewhere else, somewhere else completely. And luckily, her son was because he would be notating it. Yeah, it would be good to give her a, a, you know, a recording, a recorder. <laughs> yeah. She could just record everything. This was quite a long time ago, so yeah.
yeah what i wanted to say to your audience is that yeah do come because you will not you will not regret you will learn at least something and uh the what you get is i've started playing more kirtan i got my harmonium out again like we moved Yay. house and then it's there we played for um the kirtan connection group and then uh we all got busy during the easter uh december time and uh, we were gone off on holidays and then when we came back we didn't re resume mm. so we opened it up it's right here um i played even um yeah i felt so inspired last night and i played anga chadvam on it again cuz yeah. it's just so nice with the it is it's so nice when you do sangha chadvam really slow and doing um guru puja really slow with a full ideation on exactly each word you're saying it's so beautiful it's so so good you get to a different space and then after doing guru puja you don't want to get out of there you just want to still be there <laughs> oh thank yeah. you so and much daughter, she, came up, she came up with um oh yeah new kirtans oh. like yeah she's really excited even though she can't do the 5:00 a.m. start she listens to them the recordings to the recording yeah yeah so she's really inspired to sing her kirtan and i noticed that her harmony for the the kirtan we were singing she just did a little bit of a harmony there and i was like oh where did that one new it's just new and i was like what what happened there that was really it's beautiful that's nice. gorgeous yeah. so new things are coming up i think when we we trust and we flow in the music yeah and i think this course is allowing that and bringing up that um that true inner expansion in that musical ability yeah definitely definitely and giving you confidence mm, in that right. accepting your own and we get to explore our own bodies i yeah. didn't know my tongue was that tight <laughs> and and to re- even when i was sleeping i was like my tongue is still engaged i'm sleeping i don't need my tongue like i'm sleeping <laughs> i don't need it <laughs> just the awareness yeah and then when you're meditating you need your tongue yeah to meditate because you you flick it up but then to relax and in that state like just the, the if that's just one technique that amitabh just taught us to relax the tongue but you apply it everywhere else and you get so much so you're going to get so much more from this um kirtan academy yeah there's so much there to learn and today i got lots of clarification between the indian music and the western keyboards mm, and it's yeah. the same but they mm-hmm. just call it different things wow. yeah like saraga Are you talking about Saraga? Yes, so you had, you know how you had the Saraga, you had like and now I know I can even no, talk some of the language. Yes. yes. Like, <laughs> so Saraga cuz I we when we did our scales when we were studying our scales we'd go Saraga ma re ga ma pa ga ma pa da ma pa da ni pa da ni pa and we go back. And it's interesting to know like when you do your vocal warm ups you're doing the whole scale up and down when we practice we go half up half down half up right. further so up and down, thing. Up, down yeah and you have to know it. yeah same thing with different names it's same thing different names. it's similar we do um like a like a circle around and then you're leading up and you're going the circles uh, whereas in 
in the west and this way the western one you, you go up and you come down oh, yeah, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're getting something out of it it's just so nice um to hear your perspective on things yeah i feel more confident like now that that um i know i can play with the western players mm-hmm. and when you're talking to me pick a sharp a c sharp i know i'm playing from my star yeah. but if you say i'll oh, pick a c i'm like where is that? I don't even know what that is. And then you showed me that is where the C is. I was like, oh, I know that that's a C. But before <laughs> that, I had no idea. I was like, wait, how does it work? Because my daughter plays guitar. And she's like, no, this is the C part. And I'm like, but how do you know? <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the guitar, how do you know? And so we play, I know on the keyboard and she's playing a C on this and I'm like I have no idea but now I do and when you when awesome. you're changing scale and you change like your, your fret on there and then it it's so good that Amitabh have explained that how it it translates onto a keyboard when you're changing a fret and you're changing yeah on here, where yeah. It moves. yeah yeah mm-hmm. I was like I did this automatically only because from my sound like from my head and I and I knew this and I just did it intuitively. Nobody taught me this. And now it just all, phew, everything comes together. It's so beautiful Fantastic. now. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So I just wanted to thank you and Amitabh for putting it out there, giving us so much. Mm. Thanks, Shivani. And it's lovely <laughs> to have you there with us. It really is a blessing. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.